<laughs> the kindness of Oilers fans. Yes, yeah. yeah just give away cash. Oh, yeah, we'll take his 13 and a half. Well, it's actually probably closer to 15 mil in cash still owed. So, yeah. yeah that's, um, I was just saying earlier that that I, I know Oilers fans, at least some Oilers fans, are hesitant to give Ken Holland credit. But I will say he kept his powder dry and he was impatient. And, and maybe maybe all, patience was all he had because there were so many holes or whatever. But... Going back to November, they did change the coach and that some strategy was changed. Uh, this team right now looks like the team everybody envisioned last summer, last fall. Well, it's funny you say that. I had a lengthy conversation with Darnell Nurse. We'll play it on my show today. Just because at the end of last season, what was the message? We've got to be better defensively. Yeah. The start of this season, we've got to be better defensively. And obviously that did not happen in the first, like it was a debacle the first 12 games. But since then... The Oilers have been the fourth best defensive team in the NHL. Nope. And and it's not Al like it's where, you know what, you're relying on Stuart Skinner to stand on his head. He's got to make some key saves, sure. But they've really reduced the glaring errors, and which leads to scoring chances off the rush. And uh, it's eight straight games now that they've gone with only allowing two goals or less in eight straight. And... You know, really, their their defense, it's only Winnipeg who's been better over their second-best defense over the last, uh, since November 24th, right? So it's, and and the way they're playing, it looks fairly sustainable, right? Obviously, there's going to be some peaks and valleys, no question. They're in a run here where they're not playing a lot of great teams. So, you know what, I... Uh, you know, let's say this. The Oilers aren't going to win 18 of uh, their next 21 games, right? It would be great, but, but the odds of that happen, happening yeah. are pretty low. Now, they might win 14, yeah. which is still fine. But Can- Edmonton's good, Al. I thought, we all thought they were good at the start of the year. And like I said, they're a good team playing poorly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jack Campbell, had he stayed up here, you know, would he have found his game? Well, he hasn't really found in the American League, Al. So that's against you know, less talented shooters. So I know a lot of people say, oh, he's the one who paid the price for it. And I'm like, well, he's got to play better. And let's be honest here. It wasn't like last year he was, a, you know, the epitome of consistency. No, right? he wasn't. Even when the team was playing well, yeah. you know, he wasn't. So, um, like, at some point, the players do have to be accountable for their play. Yeah. Right? He wasn't the only problem, but he was a significant one. And now, you know what, uh, they're playing well. Uh, that doesn't mean that they're, I think they're, I don't, Expect Ken Holland to stand pat mm. at the at the trade deadline. Far from it. I think they're going to be looking to make some moves here. No question. Is there any chance on earth, Jason, that a last chance Texaco for Jack Campbell, a recall and maybe a, a two or three game look? I'd be surprised unless all of a sudden he reels off five or six in a row in the American League where he plays well. Because remember that when Jack Campbell comes up, the orders lose cap space. Yes, they do. And they wouldn't be Pickard, able to. Yeah, right? they wouldn't be so able to. So you don't have the extra body around. Yeah, so yeah. could you do it? Yes, you'd go back to a 21-man roster. So in theory, it does work. In practicality, Al, I'd be surprised. Now, okay. you know what? If, if all of a sudden there's an injury or something like that, well, that changes everything. But I think right now, today, I don't see them saying, hey, Calvin Pickard, all you're doing is winning games and playing well. Well, we're going to send you down just because we you know, we feel like Jack deserves a chance. I don't think that's going to happen. Looks like McLeod is, is – Kane is on the second line, which we and I talked about yeah, last week. Yeah, it makes weekend. sense. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. And, but McLeod on the third line, and maybe you know, maybe the right-hander takes the right side in Derek Ryan, and then McLeod on the left side. Looks like there'll be two centers on that third line. Yeah, and, and even when Derek Ryan takes the face-off, I think he'll take the face-off. And then maybe for a few seconds, but if they win the draw and they clear it out, McLeod's going to play center. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, but it, you know what? It's, it's not a bad thing. I what? Uh, 
like, I try to tell people, like, I know McLeod and Fogle, they had a run, but they weren't. If Andrew Kane has a 500 game career of being a good player, he's and everyone's like, "Oh, he's not playing well this year." I'm like, "He still got 14 goals, yeah. so he's on pace for 30 goals again." And I know that lately he struggled, and I would agree. But guys go up and down, yeah. right? And that's just that's just how it's going to be. Jason, two things. Number one, uh, if he's away from Brown and Brown's away from him, they're both at 50% goal share at five on five. So when they're together, it's difficult. And I do think injury is part of that. Is there any sense that Kane is not like? physically 100%. Like, I mean, even if he's recovered from his injury, he's been off for a while, and maybe he's not, he needs to get, like, I'm not saying another training camp, but he needs to get his wheels going. I don't know. I'd have to ask him. A banner's normally pretty fairly honest about that. He's, you know, he'll tell you if, and off, you know, he'll tell you and, and basically saying, yeah, you know what, hey, I got this nagging me, this is nagging me. So I saw him today, but I was interviewing Darnell Nurse at the mm-hmm. time, so I didn't have a chance to ask him. I, I could ask him. I don't, um, like I know a few weeks ago he was banged up. He wasn't practicing. Then he missed a game, right? And then he came back. And, you know, so you can have a nagging injury that you play through that can limit you. And I, I think people always have to remember that. So yeah. I, I'd be curious if there's something that's impacting his production right now. Um, so goaltender, maybe, um, Maybe a center, maybe a fourth. Oh, line fourth, center. not maybe. I think the yeah. mark it down. I think so. Holloway wouldn't be the center. guy. I that's a that's a possibility. But I think honestly, I think they're I think they'd like to upgrade two pieces on their fourth line. They could, right? Yeah, so I think maybe. they'd like to upgrade on Hamlin and Ernie. So maybe like a, I don't. I'm using McEwen as an example. Zach McEwen, maybe a physical winger or or more skill. Well, ideally a combination of both, okay. right? If yeah. if you could, easier said than done, of course. Um, you know, people have asked about Carrick, right? So there's, I think Edmonton would like a little tenacity, Al, right? For sure, and and McEwen's a guy who brings that. There's no question about it. So yeah. I think they want to, they need a little bit more tenacity. Um, you know, somebody who's responsible defensively, but who's going to get it on the forecheck. Like Adam Ernie does hit, but. He he gets hits on the on the hit chart, but outside of one, it's not like you know they're noticeable. If you know right. what I mean now, so yeah, yeah. Um, and it's hard. Hey, I give Adam Ernie a lot of credit for a guy who plays limited minutes. He's still outscoring the opposition at five on five. That's all you want. Yeah. So I, I'm not people ripping on the fourth line. I'm like, is the fourth line costing them games? No, no the fourth no. line's not costing them games at all. Now they're not playing very much at all. And and I'm I'm still a, I've seen this before. You've got to be able to play your fourth line at least nine or ten minutes. I think ideally, Al, they want a fourth liner and could be a penalty killer too because I don't think Connor Brown is a lock to stay here. I'm sorry. Like, the pain, I agree. The pain is done. Yeah. We all know the bo- – and for everybody out there, how it works, the bonus structure was earned when he played his 11th game – or 10th yeah. game, excuse me. So because he played as a member of the orders, it's on their cap. But when you trade him in a trade, he's a $775,000 player this year. It's why he's not going on waivers because you'd lose him for nothing. Yeah. Right? And so now, I shouldn't say maybe if, if you acquire players you want to do it and the other team doesn't want to take them, then okay, fine, right? But the other team would take them because I still think there'll be teams out there that say, okay, Connor Brown, for for league minimum with his pedigree, yeah, we'll take a chance. Well, for on an audition, him. right? You 100%. Know? Yeah. So I, I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think Connor Brown, like Connor Brown, if he wants to stay in Edmonton, I think he basically has two months to show because William Lagason was part of the Kulak trade. No. Sam Gagne was part of the. You make you add guys in to make the salary work. No. Right now you have to give up a pick. The player goes just to make the salary work. And right now the way he's playing, like I get that he's on the penalty kill, but guess what? It's not like they're like, well, we can't lose that minute forty-five of penalty kill time a game. No. 
they can find someone else to do that. Like, I'm sorry, they can't. So he's got he's to figure out something here. You can't just continue to – and he doesn't hit, he doesn't score. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, and he's – like, the, the. I think the Oilers will make a trade, and I think the first-round pick is in play, but I think they'll want somebody back who has term yes. if they're going to trade that first-round pick. I'd be surprised if the first-rounder was just a rental. I could no. see the first-round – now, obviously he wouldn't come here, and we know for personal reasons. But Adam Larson has another year in his contract. Now, Seattle's put themselves back in a hunt. But I'm telling you, three weeks ago, a lot of people were like, hey, Adam Larson might be available. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and yeah. he would have, have big-time uh, assets in return for Seattle. But yeah. Seattle's now won nine in a row. Right? Yeah. They play this afternoon. They're, they're close. They're, they're one point back of L.A., Al. Yeah. Now, L.A.'s got games in hand like Edmonton does. But, you know, even like Seattle's only a few points back of Nashville. They're yeah. right in the race here. And, and so are the Calgary Flames, funny enough. Yeah, it is true. Now, when you, I'm going to ask you about the Pacific because it's so fascinating. Vancouver, you know, uh, Vegas, L.A. are all one, two, three, but not Edmund- much longer. Yeah, Edmonton and Seattle are. I wonder, like, even Vancouver, I don't know that they're a no. First. Vancouver is going to finish first. You think so? Yeah. Well, look, like, what are they? Fourteen points up. Yeah. On, like, the Orders have won ten in a row. Well, Vancouver's won five in a row. Like, they've yeah, only they gained well. minimal points on the Canucks. Like, it's it's a lot to ask to gain. I don't know that the Orders have games in hand still, mm-hmm. but. That's just a lot. Even if they win all their games at hand, they're still six or eight points behind them. So, is it because I think Vegas or L.A. one of them might miss the playoffs? I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but Vegas is losing a lot of games right well, now. Well, Jack Eichel's now on IR. We yeah. don't know, and they said he'll miss time out, which not two weeks, but time. So. Yeah. That could be a significant injury for them. Now, they are getting Aiden Hill back. I think that'll help them because their goaltending just hasn't been good enough without yeah. him. But I, I think I think Edmonton, honestly, I think second place is well within their reach. They're, they're one point back of L.A. now. Yeah. They're six back of Vegas with four games in hand. Yeah. Right? So And, and they're in the tiebreaker. So they, not only, but you go three and one in those games, and you're, you go two and two, you're only two points back with half the season to go. So they, the way Edmonton's playing, the way Vegas is, is, is floundering a little bit, I still think there's time for both of those teams to kind of right the ship a little bit. Like, yeah. they're they're driving into the ditch, Al, but you know how it is. Back when you used to drive in Saskatchewan, right? You've hit the ditch, <laughs> but then you pulled yourself back sure. out well, and kept going to Bri- yeah. uh, to, uh, to Maidstone. So, you know, it happened a few times. Yeah. If you hit the ditch in Saskatchewan, just avoid the other cars yes. that are well, exactly. in the ditch. And yeah. it was normally like the, it's like the ditch in Saskatchewan, Al, is, <laughs> is not very deep. Because nope. let's be honest, it's pretty flat everywhere. It's, it's so, all flat. Yeah, you can they're see just the... like, why is it? What are you doing? Why well, I'm passing on this side? No. Oh, is, aren't you in the ditch? Well, I couldn't no. tell. You drive out of Regina, you see the lights of Los Angeles. People <laughs> don't know that, but it's true. So uh, I wanted to ask you as well about while we're talking about the the uh, the Pacific Division, because I do think you mentioned Calgary as well. If 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 we get tight here, like, and a lot of teams are buyers at the deadline, and in the Pacific Division, that may well happen. How many deals do you see the owners making? I think Edmonton is going to make at least two trades. Yeah. And I think Max would be three. It's hard to do that because of cap space. Yeah. But I could see them three would be and, and three is 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 kind of pie in the sky because I think that would include upgrading on Cody Cece, which is hard to do. Yeah. Right. Um I saw Darcy McLeod was was uh, crunching some numbers on Walker and Walker's strengths are a little bit of Cody Cece's weakness. Like, going back on puck retrievals. Yeah. So, if you play him with Nurse, that, you know, that pair could work. Like, I'm a little cautious of having a 5'11 defender who's not Hughes, who's not McCarr, and who's not Fox against elite forwards. Because that when you play with Darnell Nurse, that's what happens. Sure. Right? That's yeah. just the reality. Yeah. And, um, 
So there is a little trepidation for me there because other than that, like, I'm not sold that Tanev is like a blockbuster guarantee massive upgrade, right, for what you might have to to give, give away to do him. it, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, but I think I think Edmonton's going to make two trades in the for four position. I think a right shot center, uh, a bigger one. I think another winger who's a little robust are, are two things they would look for for sure, and maybe even like a, a depth seventh defenseman, right? Like right. Phil Broberg, Phil Kemp, Gleason. None of those guys are. I think are veteran enough with NHL experience to fall under the... Because let's be honest, Al, if you look at the playoffs, usually you're going to have to use seven defensemen. Right, and chances are if somebody gets hurt that Broberg would be the first call-up from Bakersfield, and there's nothing wrong with that if he's your extra guy. So, um, NFL. I have to ask about the Dallas Cowboys. Like, huh. When's the last time they won? Like, It has been every year they do this. And I'm, I'm in, I, my Eagles are in the same division. They... Dallas wins like every second championship, NFC championship. They win the the division for They're the year. Good. Yeah, what is Dax two and five now? So oh that's not idea. Like God. I watched that game yesterday, and as I'm watching it, so Green Bay opening drive, you're like, okay, this is going to be a game, right? Yeah. And then the Cowboys look good. They moved. I'm like, all right, this is going to be a you know back and forth, and the drive stalls. But as I'm watching, I'm like, why are they continually running on second down? What the hell are they doing? Yeah. And they did it all game. Right. And with virtually no production, like if you want to throw a screen pass to Tony Pollard every now and second down, go right ahead. But C.D. Lamb was invisible in the first half. They barely threw to him. No. Now, Al, I'm not a I'm not a rocket scientist, but isn't the adage go to with who got you to the dance? Stick with them. So C.D. Lamb, I'm pretty sure he played a big point in their offense. Now, you can tell me all you want that Green Bay try. Oh, Green Bay, they disguised defense and they took him out of the game. Give me a break. You run enough patterns to get him involved. I don't care if they're four four yard slot pattern crossers all day long. Yeah. Get him involved in the game. It was ridiculous. So that was bad offensively. And then defensively, uh, Romeo no Dobbs, Al, I, no. I didn't know that he was Jerry Rice because he looked <laughs> like Jerry Rice yesterday against Dallas's defense. They had no answer. And I will give Love a lot of credit. No, he played well. And and there's another great example. Warren Moon talked about developing quarterbacks. So now Jordan Love didn't come out. He wasn't a top number one overall draft pick, right? But look what happened. He sat there. Now, and and it's not like Aaron Rodgers was singing kumbaya with him being a great guy helping him out, right? He doesn't have that no. reputation. No. But he got reps, and he watched, and he learned. And when he came in as a young guy, he wasn't a young guy six months out of college, well, right? He'd been oh. running the offense. And I think that I think there's something to be learned. Everyone's like, oh, look at Green Bay. They're so lucky. I'm like, it's not luck when it's happened now two times sure. in a row with both Rodgers and both Love being backups for many years before they got to be a star. Sure. And San Francisco used to do, Bill Walsh would do this all the time, having a, like a, a quarterback who, even if he's a, you know, a top 10 pick or whatever, not play early because then you can learn, right? It's a tough position to play. Yeah, I think there's a lot of and and like C.J. Stroud is the he's a unicorn. Oh now. my god! I give him a lot of credit, right man. That was an absolute. But I'm really sorry. I know there's lots of Browns fans. Jack Michaels and many others are really good people. But the Browns, guess what? When you sign <clears throat> human dung like uh, Mr. Watson, that's what happens. That's karma, baby. That is karma all day long for that organization. Nothing's good is going to come to that organization. Until Watson's gone and he's got guaranteed contract, so you got another six years of sucks. So and I right. still don't know why they did it. it like I know they no were, they it. didn't have you know like Montana at quarterback, but they had a lot of things that were good. 
on that team. It yeah, and they no went after Watson with all of the stuff that was out there. And they decided, not only did they go after him, they guaranteed him everything. And yeah. you're just like, why? That's there is crazy. no, so I'm sorry. I have zero empathy, none for him. And uh, I'd, I'd love to see it. Like, sorry for all the good Browns fans. Dennis, the Brown fan, longtime yep. listener. Yep. I'm sorry, Dennis, but um, there'll be a lot more pain for your team. Who wins today? Buffalo and? Well, Buffalo, I got, I probably, well, Josh Allen, buddy, that guy, the thing about Josh Allen is they could dominate him or Josh Allen could have four turnovers and the game could be super <laughs> close. So I will still, pro- I'm going to go with him and I'm going to go with Hertz. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the Eagles will find, I know they're on the road because the, the Tampa, Tampa band, like, I don't know, Baker Mayfield, we'll see. But Philly has, as you you know better than I do, they've choked a lot here down oh the stretch. Five out of secondary six. Secondary and both lines are old. They yeah. have problems. So I'm still going to go with the Eagles for one game out. No. But uh, and I'll go with the Bills. But I will say this: the uh, the Chiefs. It's amazing when your receivers don't drop the ball, how good they still look. No. And uh, I don't think they just missed their off. Everybody was like, "Oh my God, they missed Eric, their coordinator, everything." I'm like, eh, if they catch all the balls they drop, they're a little bit better. No. And the Detroit Lions. Oh, my God. Uh, like, I'm happy for all the Lions fans. D- like, all those videos that Dan Campbell said when he first hired, they've all come to fruition now. I know he yeah. got a lot. Like, that guy wears his emotion on his sleeve. He's such a different personality in pro sports. He's emotional. He's raw. He's real. Yeah. And it's nice. And you know what? So, I'm cheering for the Lions, man. Now they got another home game. Good for them. I know. And and as long as they don't draft a wide receiver every damn year in the first round, That's they true. should be good. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, uh, and you tweeted it out. I tweeted it out again on the weekend and again today. Uh, GoFundMe for, for Robbins family, which is just yeah, a for Yeah, for Annalyn and Sam. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a real tough time for their family. And so, you know what, if you, if you can help out, it's on our Twitter. We'll have it up at Sports 1440. You, you text in, we'll send you the link uh, directly to, to help them for, for lots for now and then hopefully some for the future yeah. uh, with Sam. So, you know, it was obviously it was, it was unexpected, uh, massive heart attack for uh, Bronte. And, um, you know, there, there's always the, you know, kind of the, the aftershock effects. There's the yeah. emotional shock out, but then there's the, the living shock. And so if we can if we can kind of help reduce that, that would be wonderful. It's a great idea. What's coming up on the show? Uh, hey, Terry Ryan, speaking of emotion. Hello. Uh, Terry Ryan, one of the greatest post-game interviews ever. <laughs> he signed as a 47-year-old to, to play for his, his hometown, uh, Newfoundland Growlers in the ECHL. And, man, he got really choked up talking about what it meant to him to, to have his daughter see him. And I just loved his life. He said, you know what, when I played, I think all my teammates would get I worked my hardest on and off the ice, but I did not know how hard life was. Yeah. And I think so many people are like, you know what? That's right. And he goes, I appreciate it now. You know, this was an amazing experience for him. And I think it's a really good reminder because sometimes people, we look at others and, you know, they're a movie star or they're they're a a musician star or or they're a a professional athlete at the highest level. And they're like, oh, God, that would be great. And But that's such a small, small percentage. You can find happiness if your peak is you know what you're a kick-ass lounge singer and you yeah. love it and that's great for you then that can be enough it doesn't yep. always have to be about that and it was so we'll talk to tr about that andy vitrillo will join us some interesting she has a study done on on women and acl issues in in soccer and really? they did a whole study on it and it's a legit thing this is not this is not gender bias this is facts oh, so we'll talk to uh, to andy about that obviously we're going to talk about the orders franchise record Breaking uh, winning streak, Al. Oh, oh. Uh, the Leafs come to town, and hey, the Orders have six games, Al. Yeah. Six games uh, before the and lots of winnable games in there. But this week sets up. Toronto's a good game. Yeah. Seattle's rolling. 
You and bet. the Calgary Flames are back in it, so a fun week for order fans. How did you know I was a ridiculously good lounge singer? Did somebody tell you that? Or? Yeah, I got sources. Oh, there you go. All right, thanks, Jason. Have a good one. Jason